Oh, very good, you good sir. Hello, good evening. Hello, good evening. I'm very happy that that worked. Yes, that was super easy. <laughs> well, Love it. So, let's get this thing started. Um, so, uh, Alexander, why don't you why don't you just clock in the lab real quick and, and let let the folks know what what's going on in here. In so hours. here we go. We we have the Office Hours podcast. We're firing this thing up. Uh, just another day in the life. Uh, I'm Alexander. You know me. Call me Handermander. Uh, we're Chief out here. Commander. Chief Commander. <laughs> we are uh, going to talk to you guys about a few topics of interest I think are very relevant to your lives. Absolutely. You should be prepared to take notes. Uh, be ready to submit some questions uh, to officehourspod at gmail.com. And just know that at the end of this session here, you are going to definitely learn something. And that's the point of office hours, really. You come in, you have a couple questions, you don't really know what's going on, and Grant and I are going to come and we're going to tell you what's what. All right? Yeah, that's absolutely. Why we're just, getting in, just getting in those extra reps, those extra mental reps, absolutely. getting you ready for the fresh week of class, starting out tomorrow, fire it in, dial it in, open up the third eye, class 9 a.m., you're ready for it. Big, you're ready to go. Big coffee in hand, and you're just ready to uh, dark ready to roast, venti dark roast, venti or dark pike roast. place roast, depending on what cup of tea you're sipping on. Non-discriminatory and, toward roast, of course, of course. The full spectrum uh, for the roast here. So absolutely. Let's see. Let's let's just pull up the topic list here. We need to dive right in because I know you all are busy and you don't want to sit in office hours for forever. Even though right. it's fun, I, I I love office hours. I could host office hours for days, literally right. days. Never leave the room. Just order some, order some food in, you know, do what yep. needs to be done. But I could be here for days. Literally. Clock in and just never clock out. The guy never clock out. A lot of people they do they do uh, shifts, you know, at work they do five days a week, eight hours. I'm a big uh, one shift, forty hours, get them all in, yep. and then and then clock out when you're done. And you know, mamba mentality, dude. But mamba mentality, say less. All right. So first off, we need to talk about something that everyone is worried about, right? The yeah. coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, it is not something that we can joke about too hard because I know there's people who are dying out there. But yeah. that's okay. We've come in. We've found a secret solution that's going to cure everyone who is thinking that they may have coronavirus. Grant, tell me what is happening with this. What so- is the solution? Hander, thank you for bringing it up. You know, it's it's crazy what's happening in the world today. You know, Kobe mm-hmm. dies. You know, Nipsey died last year. Pop Smoke dies now. And now people are mm. dying from coronavirus. It's like people are just dropping like flies out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but word on the street is that cocaine cures coronavirus. Well, um, you had me at hello. You had me at hello, first of all. First Second off. of all, like people, all these people are trying to refute the idea that cocaine cures coronavirus. First of all, has, has like, first of all, the people that are refuting it, have you tried it? Honestly, have you tried it? And also, do you have coronavirus? Are, do you have corona? Right? So, like, that makes a lot of sense, honestly. I feel like, you know, a little bit of that just gets the blood pumping, gets your body in a higher elevated state. Exactly. You know what? On it its just face, it. On its face, look, people say coronavirus. You know, I, my background's in electrical engineering, so of I'm course. not a specialist in and I don't have a, a PhD and other stuff, but what I will say is that I do know that two negatives cancel each other out. And I know that cocaine raises your heart rate and I know that mm-hmm. coronavirus raises your heart rate. So, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're talking about like making your heart rate normal, I'd say cocaine and 
coronavirus go pretty hand in hand. But Perfect. I mean, who am I to? I mean, that's just simple math right there. And, and look, I'm I'm a PhD PhD social psychology, right? I'm yeah. not the one to tell you what's going on underneath the hood in those cells when they get the little bit of juice from both the coronavirus and the cocaine. <laughs> but I can tell you this much. We've seen some results. There's been some anecdotal evidence. Yep. All right. I'm putting my hands up in the air. Yep. I'm saying anecdotal evidence. Anecdotal evidence. Put your hands and up. Put your hands up and just think about it. Give it a try. Report back to us. Let us yep. know what's going on. All right. Yep. That's all and I'm that, that will that will be on the final, by the way, just so you just so you guys remember. Yeah, it's an important thing to think about as the semester goes on. It's a little bit of a, that independent research that we want from all of our students, right? Who really show that they care about the course, right? Exactly. So and, just know, something to think about, right? And so, I think just I think just plugging along here with some of these, I mean, just these preposterous news articles from the week. Absolutely, absolutely. What I've heard is that in India. People have found beer, brandy, and rum mixed drinks coming out of their kitchen faucets. Like, wow. I've never quicker said and Googled quickest flight to New Delhi, but I think I'm doing it right now. I, <laughs> like, book me a one-way ticket, please. Um, so that's electric. Uh, I'm going to tell you this much. Uh, I think the internet is starting to understand the power that's coming out of India, uh, yeah. just in general. Like, right. Look, we're over here, uh, you know, Grant and I are both living in the U.S. And, you know, it's the greatest country on earth. But what you got to understand is India has a population of, what, 1.2 billion people? Right. 1.2 billion. We don't even think about India most of the time. Right. But there are an insane number of things coming out of this country. And people are sleeping on India. The Internet is bringing India to the mainstream. Just think Thank about goodness. it. About time. Thank goodness. It's been about that time. And you know what? This is just an example of the ingenuity. They deserve it. Like they, des- like they truly, people have slept on India for so long that I truly think that if any country on earth deserves to have free drinks at their disposal, I mean, I'd say it's India. And, and look, everyone's going, China is the sleeping giant, yada, yada, yada China yada. is China, that Pacific Rim, whatever, the region, right? What's going on? China, this, China, India, folks, yeah. do not sleep on it. It's, it's up and coming. It's yep, stuff yep, yep. like this, you know, when you get, when you get, you know, rum mixtures coming out of kitchen faucets, you just put a little ice under that and you're good yeah. to go. You're good to I go. Mean, like people, people complain less. about the fact that like, oh, like the water quality, blah, blah, blah. Like I have a good friend, you know, Cameron, and of course. He, he went to India and he had like, he had like a salad and he got like food poison from him. I'm like, dude, okay. first of all, you're weak and you're soft. Tough, Second tough, of tough, all, tough, tough look. Third of all, you're Indian and you got sick, which is kind of a tougher look. But That's, fourth of all, like mm. now, no more problems. Just have some rum, add a little Coca-Cola, and all your problems are fixed. And look, again, so, I'm a social psychology PhD by training, and I'm right, not going right. to go under the hood as to what's right. happening with the cells and the chemistry and all this. But I do know alcohol is disinfected and kills things. Yep. Right? So I if mean, you're concerned yeah. about your water quality, worry no more. Yeah, rum coming out of the faucets, you're good to go, right? Exactly. And uh, I mean, I think if we're moving on to this third one, Alexander, you could mm-hmm. introduce it. I mean, I have so many thoughts on this, and I'm honestly so, so a little this, bit this, yeah, yeah, I mean, well, we all know PETA, right? They're yep. concerned about the animals. And you know what? Great. They're standing up for the safety of, you know, animals that are mistreated. But sometimes, and we can all admit this, we go too far. And I think yep. PETA is, is, is towing maybe completely going over the line with this one but just hey listen you yeah. guys decide you guys yeah. decide all right 
The article goes Groundhog Day Star. I can't. Punxsutawney Phil? <laughs> Dude, that's a word where you read it and you go, what is what? that even saying? What just came out of English? my mouth? Uh, but the Groundhog Day, Phil, we all know him. We yeah, love we all him. Know He's Phil. a chunky, lovable guy. He tells us when, you know what, we got six more weeks of winter. Or, you know, right. He's very reliable. He has sources. He's his nose and ears are to the ground. He's like times. he is like the Adrian Woj. He's like the Woj of the Woj of bomb. The, dude. the Woj bomb of oh, the weather. You're like, oh, Marquise Morris going to the Lakers. Punks when he feels like, oh wait, spring. You're here early. Hello, mate. So what what Pete is saying is that they should retire Phil, and it should be replaced by a robot. Okay, come okay, on. Peta, dude, Peta. What are come you doing? On. Like Phil. First of all. Punxsutawney 20 Phil is, I mean, the fact that someone would even consider telling him to retire, like, first of all, why didn't they ask him what he wants to do? That's like what Honestly. blows my mind. If you're all about like supporting animals and their well-being, then why don't fucking ask him? Like, ask yeah, him gotta, what he you wants gotta, to You do. gotta ask the guy. Yeah. <laughs> Look, he's in the prime of his career. Right. You know what? Putting he's had a couple stats. winners. He's putting up great stats, but you know what? Sure, it's a little bit tiring to be that guy that comes out in February every year yeah. and reliably tells us what's going on. Wa- they call you him know the what? Wash he puts King, the team dude. on his back. Wash he is King. the Wash King of weather. <laughs> All right? And you know what? Is he ready to retire? No, I don't think so. I don't think you can tell him to retire. Yeah. He has to retire on his own terms. Honestly. He's building a legacy, man. And Honestly. I think it's a little bit disrespectful of Peter just to come in and say that he should retire. And also a robot, mm-hmm. like, that's, okay. that, like, come is actually now. stupid. Like, okay, look, we're not there yet. It isn't 2087. It isn't 2122. Yeah. Right? The robots haven't taken over yet. This isn't iRobot. They're roaming around doing their thing. Exactly. Look, let the groundhog do what he does best. Yeah. Okay? Thank you. Honestly. That's just all we need to do. Yep. Right? PETA, take notes. <laughs> all right? And, folks, this is going to be on your exam at the end of the semester. I right? will. Yeah. What would you do? A short answer, a response question yeah. for or against PETA on the groundhog situation. Right. Uh, you know where we stand, but right. hey, bring me, convince me I'm wrong. Yeah, and convince and the, me I'm wrong. And the point uh, we might as well tell. So the point of the short answers is you have to answer it in 140 characters or less. The point yep. is, you know, in life, your answers have to be responsive, quick, and concise. You're not going to have yep. all the time in the world to explain to someone that, mm. oh, by the way, he should be retiring or he shouldn't be. Like, look at his stats from 2012. He was like mm-hmm, playing mm-hmm. great. Like, no, like 140 characters or less. Tell me yes, no, why? And, and you know, it just got to make it succinct. Yeah. You know, we don't have all day here. All right. Yeah. Neither does Phil. So respect his time and exactly. respect ours. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so kind of on this theme of the animals here, yeah. Grant, maybe you can speak more to this. Yeah. Uh, you know, turtles, they're, they're, everyone knows them. Yeah. We've seen them around. We know people named turtle, right? We do know people named turtle. Great guy. Yeah. Great guy, uh, actually. So what's the debate here, Grant? Yeah. What's the issue? Yeah. So, you know, this has been something that in my, you know, in my research as an electrical engineer, we've tried to figure mm-hmm. out how we could best analyze this question from a scientific perspective. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you got to step outside of your PhD shoes and just talk about it like a human being. And mm-hmm. honestly, is a turtle without a shell naked or homeless? It's one of the one of the classic debates of all time. I think it goes back to about uh, 1500 BC. Right. Um, well before some of the ancient the, yeah. civilizations, really. Talked about, like, look, I mean, so I've been thinking about it for some time. Good, and good. Please enlighten us. So you think, right? The turtle has this shell. Mm-hmm. 
dogs have cool. fur. Cool. cool. These are facts. But if a dog doesn't have its fur, does mm-hmm. that mean that it's naked? No, it already is naked. That's so true. So I, I am like willing to call an end to all turtle homelessness, naked debates here and now. And I'm saying it. Wow. I'm just going to come out wow. and just say it because this is I, I, I am pissed. I am tired of people telling me that, oh, no, they're homeless. Have you thought about the turtle to homeless ratio and blah, blah, blah. Uh, enough of the ratios. Uh, enough of the stats. I'm telling you here right now just straight and in the open turtle without a shell sorry homeless it's homeless it's homeless and you know what the other thing too if you think about it you know you can't the turtle can't just take off its shell right like like if you're wearing a jacket what do you do Do you take Take it it off off. or you put it on yeah simple as that that's clothing but you can't you get to a point where you just can't take any more off right at that point you're naked right dogs can they just you know, take off all their fur free willy-nilly? No, no, no they can't. No, they can't. No, they're, exactly. they're naked. They're already naked as it is. They're naked as it is. Like, you look at this this turtle, right? What is it doing? Is it going in and out of its shell like, oh, I'm a little hot. Let me take off my shell, you know? No, it doesn't have that luxury. It doesn't. I'm tired of people taking advantage of turtles and thinking that they're, like, so entitled and being like, oh, yeah, they have, like, they're they're naked, actually, because it's like, no, that's they're not entitled. What? That's Come on. honestly, I uh, give me give me a break, please. Give me a break. So look, that that kind of ends it, folks. I know you yeah. can really, uh, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night. You're not worried about your tax return. You're not worried about your job. Nope. You're not nope. worried about what your kids are doing or nope. what you're eating in the morning. You're nope. worried about this. Yep. And we've drawn the line in the sand. This is the moment yep. from here on out. It yep. is before this debate and after yep. this debate. We are living in the AV exactly. after this debate. Thank We're you. after. You know, everyone always talks about in the legal community. They're like, look, you know, the Supreme Court, we need a bright line rule. We need more mm-hmm. line drawing. We don't know where mm-hmm. the line is. Well, folks, mm-hmm. here you go. This is what you here. wanted. You have it. And you got it and you may not like it yeah but this is but that's this it. is it so sorry deal with it if you want we, there's going to be litigation about it and you know we'll find out later there's going to be you know what I, i'd love to hear what PETA has to say for yeah. turtles seriously because they can just communicate with animals so you <laughs> right. know they speak for phil why yeah. don't you interview the turtles right let us know what they <laughs> think all right Peter. yeah come on dude come on Peter, dude <laughs> so look <laughs> At the end of the day, there's a lot of drama yeah. in the world. There is PETA, yep. turtles. Yep. Right. We got Phil over here in the corner. Yep. He's he's worried about his job security. Honestly, <laughs> dude. You know what? We didn't even talk about that. I know. What's he gonna do? I know. No. What's okay. he gonna do? No. No income coming in. Do you think Personal. he has enough saved up for retirement in this economy? I don't know. In this economy, <laughs> dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I would and love so, to see Phil's tax returns, by the way. We need to. We, yeah. need, we need the tax returns. Yeah, it's dude. like Trump. We need the, we tax, need returns. the tax returns. I'm sure he gets some good. I'm outraged. I'm sure he has a couple good tax credits for being a weather-predicting groundhog. But uh, You know, he you donates know. so much to his local community as he well. He does. He's just dude. such he, a good guy. He's exceeding that standard deduction, and he's just getting mm-hmm. into the itemized deductions. Mm-hmm. This guy is giving yeah, more. Yeah, he's an than, itemized deduction. He's, an, he's guy, an itemizer, honestly. dude. <laughs> honestly. dude. Uh, so, you know, back. we're here in February. It's mm-hmm. been a couple months. And really another thing that everyone is asking, especially to me, the workplace, when I'm out yeah. on the street, yeah. on the bus, you know, in an Uber, 
Uber yeah. drivers like, hey, buddy, what, what do you think? Everyone's asking. Yeah. And Grant, I think you might have some insights here. Right. Right. Um, and then maybe I can comment on this as well based right. on my experience. So yeah. we have my experience. Hands up. My yeah. experience. Hands up. Uh, the question is, how long can you say Happy New Year after the New Year has happened? And this debate had got fired up recently because of Chinese New Year. Yeah. Everyone's saying it around here. I live in the Chinatown district you do. of my city. And you know what? I'm looking out and people are saying it. Yeah. And it's like, well. You know, how long ago was the, the date exactly? And like, where again, where do you draw the line in the right. sand? It's so hard. But Grant, what do you think? What are your thoughts? So I've been thinking about this. People want to talk about context. Like, oh, well, mm-hmm. if it's in the context of I haven't seen you in two, you know, since the new year, then yeah, it still works. Happy New Year. Well, then, dude, mm-hmm. reality check if I don't see you until July. Like, Andrew, I haven't seen you in the new year. I'm probably not going to see you until late March. If I tell mm-hmm. you on March 27th, I'm like, oh, dude, happy new year. Well, that's weird, right? So yeah, it'll be that weird. argument, go, that you know argument is like flawed. Yeah. Flawed argument right there. So, uh, uh, you know, I'm hesitant to draw a line in the sand here just because I know that the backlash that we're going to receive on social media mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of hostility. Um, but, you know, if I were to give a range and I know we are you know, range, range, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I would say, look, like clearly up until the 15th of January, you're totally fine saying Happy New Year. Totally acceptable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'd even mm-hmm. want to extend that range and say, look, until like January's up, pretty much you're safe. Like Happy New yeah. Year. Like, yeah, that yeah. makes sense, right? Sure. I think we start to get in the range of like, oh, wow, it's a, it's a, whatever. It's like February 23rd. And maybe it's a little weird yeah. now. I think Valentine's yeah. Day is when you're like, look, New Year, new me, Valentine's Day, like done. Also, wow. like, same thing with, like, New Year's resolutions, right? Like, no one starts mm-hmm. a New Year's resolution on New Year's Day. Like, no. That's, like, you no. start, New Year's, like, starts on the 5th or the 6th, if you have. You know, it, exactly. So, exactly. same thing Give here. it a couple, it's a Give great it some period. breathing space. Right. My, right. Yep. I, if I, I would say around February 14th, but that's, that's me. What, what do you, do you have, I mean. Uh, Here's an insight that I was thinking about, you know, and I woke up again in the middle of the night, cold sweat, cold realized, sweats. whoa. This could be something. Imagine if it's more like, and it's not a, t- a temporal thing, right? Like right. a certain date, but it's more like how many times have you personally said it, right? It's sort yeah, of like you that's get true. a, that's true. That's like a, a D hall swipe, a yeah. dining hall swipe. You yeah. only get 20 a week, right? Right. So maybe you get 15 times where you can say happy new year. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know what? I've said oh, it. Oh, I didn't even think about that. More than I'm exceeding. And then, then it's like oh. the situations in which you're saying it. It's weird now. Yeah, it's weird. Right. Oh, and so point. even if it is the second, but you were just saying it over and over and over again, yeah. then you're kind of tired and you don't want to say it anymore. And then it comes out weird. Yeah. And then it's just like, whoa, what's going on? So I really point. think that that's an aspect of it as well, right? Folks, yeah. I mean, if you, it, it, if you guys would like to do a little research project, optional research project for mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. A, a little additional 5% grade bump, uh, I, you know, do some beta testing. Figure out, you know, ask people. Say, look, Happy New Year. Ask them tomorrow. Happy New Year. See what they'll look at you like. Are they like, yeah. oh, yeah, Happy New Year? Or they're like, whoa. And, like, uh, and, you know, in order to keep the integrity of the situation, you don't want to tell them that you're testing about the reaction. Exactly. We have to you're gonna want to say something kind of bias, like, no confirmation mm-hmm. bias, nothing, you, just Happy do, New Year, do something no related. hesitation. You're, you're testing gummy bear flavors. Yeah. And then at the beginning of the exam, you just say Happy New Year. Yeah. What do they do? Right. This is simple social psychology, yep. folks. Yep. It's a double blind study. Yep. You don't know what's going on. They don't know what's going on. Yes. You're both confused. You are the expert the of these double blinded studies. I will admit if there is an expert out there, folks, mm-hmm. he has mastered it. 
and and you're lucky to have you know, a professor. A lot of people say invented it, they're wrong. Someone else did, but I just made it mainstream. Sorry, folks. Yeah, that's the way. That's just the way it is. So sorry to break it. Uh, and so you can just submit those on via email, and yep. then uh, Grant will get them all to me, and yep. then I'll just have it back. Uh, you know, yeah, a few days after. Uh, you know, and you know, for me, it's like a a, a swipe, right? So I only get yep. if I get fifteen, then I'm going to be you know getting that back to you as soon as possible. Right. Any more than that, you know, I've exceeded my limit. I'm yep. sorry. Yep. So yep. first yep. fifteen. First fifteen. That's just the. Hey. You don't have to love it. Don't have to like it. But that's the way it is. That's the All way right. it is, folks. You heard it here first on Office Hours. Hey, I, on I, Office I know Hours. that. I, uh, so when we were talking about making this podcast and mm-hmm, sort of just mm-hmm. stepping into Office Hours and telling the people what they really mm-hmm. want to hear, mm-hmm. you thought of a great idea. And it's like this should be on. We've we, we co-taught this course for quite some time at this point. Yes. So we're yes. not new to this. But there's a new there's a new sort of wrinkle in the course that you thought about this year and talking about sort of X is not a personality type, but yeah. please elaborate on, on what this is. So the students understand yeah. they're, you know, prepared for, mm-hmm. prepared for the final. Exactly. And so this is something, and you, you know, as you have gone through life, you start to notice this, but people, you know, we're all very different human beings, but sometimes yes. I think we put our personalities on the things that we should not put our personalities on. Yes. And you know what? I hate to break it to you folks, but it just isn't who you are. Yeah. If, there, if, you, if you put this personality type or if you put this thing and you pretend it's a personality type, I'm sorry. It tells me nothing. Yeah. It just tells me nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, we already know this, yeah. right? Let me give you a great example of a personality type, air quotes, personality yeah. type. That's not, it yeah. just isn't stop doing it. Stop commenting on it. Yeah. We all know. All right. If you are over six feet tall, both sides, both men, women, children, everyone here is going to, we know you're tall. Yeah. We see it. Yeah. It's like the first thing we notice. <laughs> okay. Literally like yeah. the first thing we notice about yeah. you is that you are tall. And yeah. this is coming from someone who's five foot 11. I'm yeah. not short. Yeah. I'm not like four foot two. Right. I'm not living, you know, yeah. way beneath the ground. You might make jokes <laughs> about it, whatever. He's not six feet. You're not okay. like punks 20 Phil, dude. I'm, I'm not. All right. And I'm no, I'm no Yao Ming. Yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm no Joel Embiid, seven feet tall in the yeah. NBA doing my thing. But look, if you are over six feet tall and part of your personality is just being tall, existing in space as a tall person. Yeah. I hate to break it to you, but that is not a personality type. Stop it. Thank you. Just stop it. Just and then women, it. women in particular yeah. who go, I need a man who is six, six feet, feet or more like, or don't talk to me. Where were the what lines are you doing? drawn, by the way? What are you one? doing? Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Right, you're telling me that 72 inches is that magic number. Yeah, where you you draw the line in the sand. Yeah. 71? Oh no, oh, no. But 72? Oh, oh nothing wow, better wow. than a man who is 72 inches tall. Look, give folks, break. give me a break. Yeah. And if you're a tall woman, okay, whatever. You're six three, great. Congrats. I don't care. I don't care. It's not part of your personality being tall. Yes, right? thank you, dude. It's the other things around. It. If you're shy, right? Yeah. That's a personality yeah. type. Being six foot three. Don't talk to me. Yes. That is not a personality type. If you're like, who, wait, fun facts about you. Thank well, you. I'm tall. What? Uh, uh, is the sky blue? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Is the Pope Catholic? Like, come, come on. on. So, yeah. No, folks, thank if you. you see this in your, in your daily life, if yeah. you see people call going out. out, just call them out and say, hey, look, man, I don't want to be, I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> but I'm going to have to step in for the betterment of who you are yeah. moving forward. That is not Just stop it. Yeah. I mean, it's just on personality. I mean, you've mentioned a few others that I thought were also super compelling. Like, okay, so for example, I don't know if people out there on tomorrow night, ABC, 8 p.m. Eastern, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. The Bachelor. Mm -hmm. 
all these girls, because the guy's a pilot, are like, oh, yeah, I love to travel. Like, wait, sorry, what? Like, I'm so sorry, but tell me the last time someone said, like, oh, yeah, I don't like to travel. I, yeah, okay. Or, like, I like music. One, like, you, you understand. <laughs> travel, music. It's like, okay, yeah. great. Like, yeah. what does that tell me about you? You have ears and you can listen to things. Yeah. Even deaf people can feel the vibrations <laughs> of the music and they yeah. like music. Yeah. What? Like, yeah. All right traveling okay sure i love sitting at home sleeping in just like the next person having a coffee in the morning right. you know hanging out in my pjs who doesn't love that yeah. but at the same time you're telling me that if someone said i'm going to send you to hawaii for free yeah for free i'm going to send you to a new place so you can experience it you yeah. go oh mm, no. i'd rather not no thanks no thanks i'm happy in my little hiding over here come on dude yeah and even if you think you won't like it because you're like, yeah. mm, I don't know, maybe it's too hot. Maybe you're not a big sun person or mm, I don't like the idea of being in the middle of Pacific Ocean for this Hawaii example. Come back to me at the end yeah. of that trip and go, I hated oh, yeah, every I hated second of it and I wish I didn't go. Yeah. No one in the history of the world has said that. No yeah. one. So. It's like, uh, so uh, these things are really starting to bother me. You know that. Mm-hmm. We know mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Call it out when you see it for the betterment of humankind. L- do literally. yourself a favor. Do, do yourself a favor. Please. Yes. Yes. So thank and you. it just it just makes us better. When yeah. you see it, say see something, say something. something. Simple thank rule. You. Simple rule. Simple okay. rule. So speaking of people who are tall, yeah. Grant and I think that the NBA is a great lens to study society. Yes. Large. Yes. Just yep. everything about it. Yep. Right? There's drama, there's people, human characters. Yeah. And so we have to talk about the soap opera that is the NBA. Yeah. Right? Grant. Why don't you just fire it off? We got yeah. a great one here. We so this know, one, we know. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> this one, I, I, I truly can't even believe is a true thing. Mm-hmm. And PG, like, dude, if you think I'm wrong, listen to the pod. Call me out. Dial in. Post in the comments, please. But apparently, please. Paul George cheated on Doc Rivers' daughter. Doc Rivers is his coach, with a stripper, and now Doc Rivers is his coach. Like. It, it's just one of those things where it's, it's too unreal to be yeah. real. Like, is that? But it is. Yeah. And you want, you got to think, right? Okay. First of all, Paul George, one of the best players in the NBA. Mm-hmm. First of all, I didn't even know Doc Rivers had a daughter, which is kind of messed up because you only hear about, like, Austin Rivers and Doc Rivers and blah, blah, blah. Oh, so he has a daughter. Cool. But then, like, Great. Paul George cheated on her with a stripper. And then now Doc Rivers is his coach. No wonder the dude's playing like twenty minutes a game now. Come yeah, on, that man. must just no be wonder there's one of the chemistry strangest, in that strangest, yeah, <laughs> locker room chemistry moments. Yeah, you know, Doc Rivers coaching the Clippers. Yeah, and trade just... for Paul George, get big move, get Kawhi Leonard in there, big move. Wonder what that first meeting's like. You step in. Hey there, yeah. Paul. How's it going? Hey there, Paul. What is Doc thinking? Yeah. What is Paul thinking? Yeah. Look a man in the eyes and go, I'm sorry, I had to do that to your daughter. But he's not sorry because he didn't yeah. anyways. The more, oh. the more research and due diligence I do, the more that, like, it's actually true. Like, and, it's, and it's incredible that the circumstances that needed to take place yeah. to get them in the same room. Think about that. Okay, and also, That's get this. Thing. What I'm doing right now, and I'm looking this up, which even crazy, is like, mm-hmm. okay, so... First of all, the fact that Doc Rivers traded away his own son and then traded for the guy that knocked up a stripper while dating his daughter. 
is unbelievable. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Then apparently, all right, there's all this crazy stuff that I'm finding. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this stripper, like he got her pregnant. So Paul George got the stripper pregnant and then okay. paid her $1 million to not have the baby and have an abortion. She declined, kept the million dollars and gave birth, dude. Oh my goodness. That is craziness, dude. And now this Callie, story just keeps Paul, getting now Callie, the girl that whatever is Paul uh, Paul George's ex, Doc Rivers' daughter, is engaged mm-hmm. to Seth Curry. Wow. So we well, have to pay more well, attention to these Mavs Clippers games at this point because at this point that's... it's just it's so <laughs> deep. I, I don't even know where to look. Oh my gosh, we gotta figure out uh, when the next game is and uh, we're gonna have to watch guys tune in live react tune in to that dude. Mavs Clippers, you gotta hope that's a first round playoff game at this point with all of this Holy juiciness. But, and honestly, it could it could be a nice little hey, five four seed action. Little you know, five four seed is, action. The West is crazy right now, man. You know it too. It honestly, better than anyone. Honestly, it's, yeah. uh, you know, living out here. Uh, okay, well, so that's electric. the The next thing on our docket, and you know, we have to take a small uh, small turn here because it's yeah. important to think about. When you think about the city of LA, mm-hmm. you think about Kobe Bryant and his recent passing. Obviously, yeah. was a shock to the world, the sporting community writ large. Yeah. And yeah. so there's all these different things that are going on to honor Kobe. And I think it's even more than just Kobe, but just I think it's a, an appreciation of, the, of athletics, the game of basketball, what athlete can do to transcend more than just the sport. Right. Yeah. Like LeBron James said a few years ago, you know, he's more than an athlete. And I think Kobe was a great example of that. Right. Yeah. His, his playing career, one team, 20 years, obviously brought them five championships with the help of some key players. But you know, he put a lot of that on his shoulders, right? Yeah. The Lakers, what it means to be a Laker, the purple and gold. And then after he retired, right? Yeah. On his terms, hey, take note, PETA. Uh, <laughs> you know, look what he was doing. He was doing yeah. business ventures. He's getting his, his family involved in the game of basketball. He's coaching his daughter's basketball team. And, of course, shout out Gigi. Yeah, shout um, out Gigi. And, and passing of her. And then, of course, all the other victims of yeah. the crash as well. But – um, it's just interesting seeing how people are choosing to honor Kobe. Right? Yeah. Right. The MVP for the all-star game. Right. Now is the Kobe Bryant award. He was obviously a multi-time winner of that uh, MVP award in the all-star game. So Ray, have you seen anything? Have you uh, been taking notes on what's been going on with, uh, with Kobe and his, in honoring his life and celebrating his life? Yeah. You know, I mean, you see all these people, like they're getting tattoos and stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. LeBron in 80, they're getting tattoos. People were in his jerseys to, uh, to when they play the Lakers or when they play in LA, mm-hmm. um, you know, you see them in Philly, you know, honoring him for playing for lower Marion high school outside mm-hmm. of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And, you yep. know, you see all this stuff and you got to wonder to yourself, right? I mean, all these people are doing amazing things to honor Kobe. You got to sure. say, first of all, you know, Number one. Also, that does remind me of something, you know, we, we before we started the pod, we were about to start the podcast and then the uh, the tragedy with Kobe Bryant did transpire. So we decided mm-hmm. that it was in the best interest for the uh, for our podcast and for for those closest to Kobe and for everyone to give it the respect it deserves. And sure, sure. The absolutely. Time. But uh, there are some funny observations that coincided with Kobe Bryant's tragic death that please we have no us. but uh, you know in terms of creative ways to honor kobe right i mean you have all these teams taking like 24 second clock violations mm-hmm. and eight second backcourt mm-hmm. violations like 
you got to think in your life, okay, what can I do to honor Kobe Bryant? Exactly. And I, I don't know if you have any ideas. I'm still trying to come up with some myself. Um, but, I, uh, I, you know, in everyday life, I'm like, oh, geez. And it's actually kind of inspiring. But it's like, oh, you know, sure. I don't want to do my work. Kobe would do it, right? Or Kobe yeah. would do Kobe. But it's like, what can I do 24 of or 8 of that would be like, oh, yeah, I did that for Kobe. And it would be completely mm-hmm. justified. Like, well, at what point so does it go too far? Yeah. At one point, does it go too far? I do know that a lot of people are still, you know, growing up, everyone did, you know, called Kobe. Yeah. When they took a shot into like a little basketball or a trash can yeah. or whatever it may be. I think that's a great thing to do. The only caveat is you cannot miss. Yeah. If you miss, what are you doing? If you miss, you is doing? that like, is that like one of those things where you, it's like bad luck for a week or like, it's it has like a broken be, mirror or bad, like a black bad hat. luck for it's eight like, days. Yeah. Right? <laughs> eight Honestly. days and 24 seconds, dude. Oh, yes, there it is. <laughs> yeah. There it is. But it is interesting. 24 is a great number. You see it all over yeah. society, 24 hours a day. And you, you almost go, wow, eight days. Oh, well, that's not really a week. Yeah. Just so close there. Uh, I will say, I think the mob mentality is something that we can all aspire to be a little bit uh, closer towards yeah. and really embodying. You know, if you just take a moment, you ask yourself, would Kobe let me do what I'm doing right now? Yeah. The answer is probably no, because he'd probably say, get your ass in gear. Yeah. But I will say, that's what I do. Yeah. When I'm sitting around, sitting, doing random things, I'm like, oh, this is kind of hard. But then I pause and I go, what would Kobe do? You know, it, yeah. it, it sounds cliche. Yeah. It's like, but oh it's my like, God, what yeah. would Jesus doing? Yeah. You know, what are you doing? But honestly, yeah. think about it. He was a competitor. He exceeded. Yep. Uh, all, I think a lot of people's expectations, just because of the work he put in, the hard work and the dedication and the precision of his game. And that's something that you have to think about as exactly. a human. Exactly. What are you doing? What are you doing to make yourself better every day? I totally agree mm-hmm. with that. I'm thinking, you know, Kobe mm-hmm. Bryant would, if he was, if we asked ourselves that question, when we go to Vegas in in 34 days, Kobe mm-hmm. would be uh, shaking his head at everything. Yeah. He'd be like, nope, 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 mm-hmm. nope, nope. Get back mm-hmm. in the lab, kids. But please, please. the boys play. So, so, you know, Look, sometimes you put in the work, and you do got to take a few days off. That's yep. just something to consider. But mm-hmm. I will tell you this much. Kobe's death has, uh, has made everyone in the communities around you take a moment and just reflect on what it means. Right? Absolutely. What it means to be a competitor, a person in society. What are you doing? Yeah. And so just think about that. What is your Mamba mentality moment? How and that will be it? and that will be an open ended question probably on the final, you know. Maybe mm-hmm, a long mm-hmm. answer kind of one because we know that it's a sensitive topic and if you do feel like it's too close to home, mm-hmm. um, you know, just please let us know before the exam so we can draft you uh, an alternative. <clears throat> and feel free question. to bring in just any aspect of the yeah. course on that one. That that, yeah. that really translates to everything that we're doing here. It does. Uh, it does. So, just keep that in the back of your mind, percolating. Yeah, you know, slow drip right exactly. in the back of your brain. Slow, just a little think s- about it. a little slow drip action, man. Don't sleep on it. No, do not sleep on it. Just let that brew. Okay? Yeah, just let that brew. Make cold brew. So, Put it in the fridge for twenty four hours. Nitro, nitro, nitro cold brew. Nitro yeah, cold brew. So, speaking of someone who puts on their mom's <laughs> mentality cap almost every time he goes out of the court. Yeah, some of you may not know him, but you should. Yeah, this guy David Bertans. Yeah. He is uh, he is a, a prolific shooter, yeah. And uh, in, in the NBA, of course, he is shooting forty five percent from the three point range. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that makes you pause and go, wait, what? Yeah. Is that he's he has no ring finger, or he's missing wait, part. I was of like, it. wait, what? And so you go, wait. Well, you shoot with your hand. How do you no finger 
or missing party finger and you're still shooting lights out from deep. Grant, what are your thoughts here? What I is mean, he doing that's different than other folks here? Whenever, whenever I think about Davis Bertans, I'm like, okay, if I could shoot three pointers like that, yes, I would give up my right ring finger. 100% wow. I would. Like, wow, that's, that is incredible because would be like, you don't many, even yeah. think about it that way. <laughs> you don't even think about it. Also, like, I mean, the guy is just electric. The guy shoots. So it's actually preposterous if you look at his stats that mm-hmm. from three-point range shoots about 45% complete field goal range about 45 percent. so the guy just like all first of all almost every game almost all of his mm-hmm. shots are three-pointers which is an absurd mm-hmm. stat in and of itself yep yep and, and uh, yeah i'll say it first i think he's the greatest shooter in nba history <laughs> i said it here <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah you made me you made me spit out a little of my coffee right there <laughs> that is electric i think he is the most versatile player in the league mm-hmm. six foot ten 225 can play the power forward can play center can play the three can give mm-hmm. you buckets from three yeah he doesn't have a huge body he's not gonna box anyone out but dude you put him at the five if you need to you're trying to go small yeah he, i think he's the most versatile and you gotta love the guy's mama mentality drafted Absolutely. 42nd in the 2011 draft by the indiana pacers what number does he wear he wears 42 Reminding everyone, I'm the man. I'm the best shooter in NBA history. Mm-hmm. Come at me. He's shooting the heck out of the ball. Scottie Pippen said he might be the most improved player of the year. You heard it here first. Davis Perkins. Wow. I need to see him go to a contender. He's wasting his talent in Washington, man. And that's one of those things where you read off that draft line, you know, 42nd yeah. Indiana Pacers, and you go, all right, all right. Um, that I don't need to remember this name at all. Yeah. I'm looking at making a name for himself, just reminding you that it doesn't matter where your draft is, what you do with it. Exactly. And it doesn't matter what's on your hands or what's not there. It's what you do with them. Right? Exactly. Very important. Very important. It just goes so, to show. The guy is like – I mean, he's a baller, dude. He's like yeah. – uh, you think about all the guys that were drafted ahead of him also in the 2011 draft. Like, mm-hmm. you look at these guys, right? And this sort of goes mm-hmm. into one of our other topics, even though for his namesake. But uh, we'll talk about that briefly after this. But, you know, mm-hmm. you have Kyrie. All right, fair. Fair. You have a guy named Derek Williams. Which, oh. which we'll, we'll talk about. Uh, I don't know if they're related or not. That'd be crazy. But Darren Williams later. You have Edith Kanner, mm-hmm. Tristan Thompson, Valanchunas. You know, you go to the list. You have Kemba Walker, Clay Thompson, Kawhi, Vucevic. Wow. So you, you have the Morris brothers. Al- it's like a pretty stacked class. Tobias Harris. Yeah, you wow. Have some These good are players a lot of in this draft. Players. Jimmy Butler, dude, drafted 30. But you think about the players that the Pacers drafted in that land. You have Kawhi Leonard. Wow. Davis Bertans. And you're telling me well, that's not a one-two punch? That I mean, like, I don't know what you like what more you want from a team besides Kawhi Leonard, the claw, Davis Bertans. Done. Like And I mean, shout out to their, their drafting department, yeah, the DM of the Pacers. Honestly, the Pacers. They just yeah. they're they're hitting their lights out from three point range like Bertans. So yeah. that's when you know. That's when you that's know. they saw some similarities there. Exactly, right. dude. Exactly. So I think we got to wrap up our conversation this week about the NBA by talking about one player in particular. Yeah. Grant, why don't you, why don't you uh, lead us into this one? So I think this is one of the most preposterous, like, downfalls, per se, in NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darren Williams just one day decided to wake up and be terrible at basketball. Like, it's just, it's, it's so sad. <laughs> I think he just, so like, sad. one day he woke up, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to suck. So you think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Early 2000s. Or sorry, late two late two thousands, early twenty tens. 
the guy yeah. is like yeah. one of the best players in the NBA. He's he's in the conversation every time yeah. you go to the NBA. You go, well, who do you want on your team? He's always there. He's like one, two, maybe three. If you're feeling a little bit spicy, you want to put in a no name for the number two slot. But he's always right. there. But he's always, always there. in the mix. Like, first of all, like whatever. All rookie first team, two thousand six. All mm-hmm. NBA second team, twenty two thousand eight and two thousand ten. Like gold medals, two Olympics back to back, Beijing and London. Mm-hmm. Three time NBA All Star. 2000 to 2012 and then all of a sudden he wakes up after signing a five-year 98.7 million dollars with the the nets and decides to be awful dude he signed that he he inked that pen on paper and he he got that check and he woke up in i mean weren't they the new jersey nets at this point they were the new jersey nets across the river yeah he he woke up across the river And he's like, not today. Yeah, nope. I'm gonna be terrible again, dude. It's crazy. Like, you look at the guy's stats, all star, all second team NBA stats from mm-hmm. basically 2008 to 2012. Then you mm-hmm. wake up in 2012 season, and dude, the guy is miffed him after that. And that's just one of those things you go, what? Yeah. I mean, I get it. You got the check. You got the bag. Secure the bag. Always respect. Yeah. But like but you go, what could have yeah. been if he decided to just not wake up? And yeah, and go, I'm going to be bad. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I wonder who talked to him. I wonder what his thought process was. He woke up in the middle of the night and said, "You know what? I'm I'm good. Yeah. Thanks NBA. Thanks NBA. Thanks Seriously. fans. Like it's so. crazy. I mean, the guy, great. You know, great talent. I don't think he's an NBA Hall of Famer, but and that's you know, it's one of those things where you had the trajectory and then just exactly you know, and just sort of fizzle. I mean, you sign that BU, you you know. Mm-hmm. Secure so the folks, bag. If you're if you're ever bored, just just go take a look. Yeah, just go take a look. Go take this a guy's look. Career, take your head in. Them. Yep. We'll also provide you guys with the glossary for terms for the multiple choice section in mm, the exam. Very important. Just to very make sure important. that you guys are aware of all the terms you use. Miftum's a hard one to describe. We might need to bring in our resident miftologist, Randy Raymond, for a yeah. We might <laughs> need a deeper discussion in. on that one. Yeah, that's going to be a really a guest speaker part yep. of our guest speaker series this uh, semester as we go through the course. Um, just something to keep on your uh, calendars. Just keep some open time slots. You'll you'll need them. Exactly. So last last you know we'll close up here yep. and we'll give you something to take away from our our, our course. Something you can go in action, uh, actionable item that yep. you can go and do something with. Grant, why don't you why don't you uh, enlighten the students on what we're doing this week, what we're watching? A little homework for you guys. Gamble of the mm-hmm. week. A little cycle mm-hmm. that we're going to try. You know, just to make sure that you guys leave here with something. Apply mm-hmm. your knowledge. Apply your instincts. Go with your gut. Yes. Gamble of the week. Mm-hmm. Obscure one. Guatemala Liga Senso Women's Volleyball. First of all, let's talk about these two teams. Great. Their names are kind of outrageous. Big Bang versus La Familia. Wow. Well, I've tried to do my due diligence on both of these teams. Big Bang, having an electric season so far, has mm-hmm. not dropped the game. La Familia struggling coming into this one, losing the last two. Playing at La Familia here, I'd like to see Big Bang take this one. I'll hit them with the money line. Hope you guys do the same. You mm-hmm. know, it's it, it's hard to tell with these wins here, but you just got to apply the knowledge you have and trust the yeah. process. That's all I can really tell you here, guys. I mean, hey, look, look, Big Bang, they, they have winners. They, they have a they team do. of winners, and they're just a group of women who aren't going to drop a game like this nope. against La Familia. Nope. Um, they know what to expect. They've done their research. Yep. La Familia, look, they're, on, they're stumbling a bit. They're starting to lose some confidence, and that translates to their play. You'll that see does. it on the court. That does. That does. Even in front you know, of their home crowd. 
Yeah, and even from the home, and that's the tough thing too. When you start losing in home games, that's when the season really starts to take a turn. So exactly, um, and, and also all these women, like yeah, some of them are over six feet. They're not saying that six feet is their personality type. No. Like that's not what they're saying. They, like, oh, I'm six. They feet have tall. a like, full body yeah. personality. They're that like, is I play more. volleyball. There's more than yeah. just their physical existence, and that's so important to remember, like, folks. Come on. So so students, look. Thanks for coming in the office hours this week. It's been great to have you. Um, again, answer uh, and think about the things that we've talked about this week. Personality types that aren't. Just think about those. You'll see them once you notice. You can't unsee it. All right. Thank you, folks, for listening to Office Hours. Very much appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye, folks. Bye-bye, folks.